everybody. You're listening to the Enlighten Me podcast, and I'm your host, Mackenzie. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I cannot wait to share this episode with you. This week on the podcast, I am talking with my new friend, Elizabeth, aka the Zero Waste Cutie. Elizabeth is a young entrepreneur who is spreading a message about reducing our waste. I've been dying to talk to her for a while now, ever since I found her on Instagram, and believe me, it took us forever to get this interview scheduled, but it was worth the wait. She has so much good content to share with us. I love Elizabeth's message about going zero waste because it's so relatable. She's so open and honest about the fact that nobody is completely zero waste and that it's really a journey of slowly reducing our waste and thinking about little ways that we can have a big impact. She makes clear that there is no judgment at all in this movement and instead gives us tons of knowledge about ways that we can take this matter into our own hands. Today we're talking about the problem of waste and the different forms that it comes in. We're talking about food waste, fashion waste, and then the typical waste that we all think of of what's going in our garbage bin. She's going to explain to us why waste should be a concern of ours, but we're also going to talk all about the solutions. There's so many little tiny steps that we can all help to take to reduce our waste and have a positive impact on the planet. You're going to learn a lot from this conversation, so make sure you stick it out all the way through and listen for all her good advice. While you're listening, I would so appreciate if you would head on over to iTunes and leave me a rating or a review. The ratings and reviews help other people to find the show, and there's so much good content here, so many awesome people that I've interviewed, and so many important topics discussed that I just want everybody to hear these messages. So if you would do that, it would help me out a ton. I greatly appreciate it. All right, I can stop talking now so we can get to the good content. You're going to hear Elizabeth and I find out something exciting that we have in common, so I hope you enjoy that. And you're also going to hear a lot of parallels to the conversation that I had in the last episode with Gabby Goddard, which if you have not listened to that yet, please, please, please do yourself a favor and go do that because that interview was amazing. I had to split it up into two parts because it was so good. But you're going to see the transcendence of the topics at hand. Gabby and I's conversation was focused entirely around the fashion industry, but there are a lot of similarities between that topic and what Elizabeth and I are talking about today. So you're going to see how a lot of these issues tie together. So I hope you learn a lot. Without further ado, here is my interview with Elizabeth. All right. Hey, Elizabeth. Welcome to the podcast. Hey, thanks for having me. Oh, yeah. I'm so happy to have you here. So finally that we finally found time to sit down and chat. Um, Yeah. Can you just introduce yourself for everybody? Yeah, sure. So um, as you know, my name is Elizabeth. And um, well, I actually grew up in the Pacific Northwest. So like near Seattle. Wait, I didn't know that. Okay, I have to pause because I'm from Seattle. I did not know that you were also. Wait, are you serious? Yeah. I mean, not not actually Seattle. I just say that because nobody else. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah. No, I'm I'm not actually from Seattle either, but I'm from Tacoma. But. Okay, that's awesome. Yeah. So I grew up in Everett because my dad works for Boeing. Oh. Yeah. Oh my so, gosh. Yeah. So I. What a small world. I know huh? that's so funny, but yeah, I've spent a lot of time in Tacoma. My uncle works for the airlines, so. Um, oh yeah that makes sense yeah, yeah. wow that's, so that's crazy and it's crazy how we move from like the west coast to the east coast we're so far from home <laughs> especially yeah in the same country i know i know so how, okay so how'd you end up in okay, sorry i interrupted you you can go back to oh, what yeah. you were saying but how did you end up over there no problem 
Um, so actually most of my family actually lives in Canada anyway. Okay. So, and like my parents separated and so like we just mo- ended up moving here. Like we don't have okay. much family in the States that we know of anyways. So, um, yeah, that's why we moved here. And okay. now I live with my uh, mom's sisters and they all live together. So it's like, it's nice. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Very cool. Yeah. And I also go to school here now too. So yeah, it all. Okay. All Are you in college right now? Um, I'm in my last year of university. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And what, what university do you go to? Um, I go to University of Toronto and I'm studying okay. like environmental science and environmental studies. I call it environmental science. Right. It's a bit more like specific, like physical environmental mm-hmm. geography. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of similar. <laughs> okay. That's really cool. So why don't you introduce yourself or introduce um, kind of like what you do on social media, like that platform that you have. And then I'll ask you for more questions about that. Right, sure. Yeah, so um, I basically run a blog on Instagram. Um, my handle is Zero Waste Cutie. And um, that's like I, the reason why I kind of started that was to really like track like my journey mm-hmm. of this, you know, going zero waste. And so it helps me, you know, in picture form and both in like word form, kind of like a journal entry type. I, I like write a lot in my posts. Um, but um, yeah, I basically just lay out like you know what steps have I taken next and those are like kind of shows like a timeline of my progress and how I'm going zero waste so and um yeah I don't know it's been a lot of fun and the community is great there so I really enjoy it yeah that's that's awesome there is a huge like zero waste community on Instagram I know and it's it's so helpful I get so many good ideas from yeah um, same here I totally love it so what led you to first become interested in the zero-waste lifestyle? Like, were you already studying environmental science, or what that, did that come later? Um, so, I mean, there's kind of a bit of background story to this. So it, it has a lot to do with, with how I grew okay. up. Um, growing up, like, my family would go on road trips and stuff to see, like, national parks. Mm-hmm. Like, we would go – like, you know, I live in Seattle, mm-hmm. right? Or – and we would travel to like Texas and, you know, like we would drive from there to like Canada to Toronto, <laughs> like this is far drive. So we drive through like multiple states. But along the way, um, my dad, who's usually in charge of the trips, like we would stop, stop at national parks. So I've been to like Yellowstone, um, Redwood Forest, like, you know, like all these like amazing parks. And I don't know, like ever since I was a kid, they just they're just like so amazing to me. And I also grew up watching, like, National Geographic and, like, a whole bunch of, like, environmental, like, documentaries and nature documentaries. And I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's always been kind of, like, ingrained in me. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And I also went to this high school called the Science and Math Institute. So it wasn't, like, really a normal high school. Um, We actually partnered with the zoo. So I would have classes at the zoo. Okay. (laughs) And classes at, you know, the beach and stuff like that. And instead of PE, we have outdoor ed and like instead of like, you know, doing laps and stuff, mm-hmm. and we would do hikes in the forest and learn about plant species and all this. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it really changed, I guess, my mindset growing up um, because of all that. And I didn't start off studying environment in university, even though like I had that mm-hmm. kind of background. Like, as you know, like, you know, Asian families, the gold standard for Asian families is become a doctor, right? So I kind of had this pressure <laughs> of being the oldest growing up, um, okay. you know, that had to go become a doctor or something like success- successful, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's why I went into life sciences, which is like, you know, 
um, biology and stuff like that, which is what you do to get into medical school my first year at university. Yeah. But honestly, oh man, that, that was so bad. I hated it. So yeah, yeah. I switched out um, after taking one class of geography, like the science geography. And yeah, and I, you know, I never looked back. So yeah, that's really cool. I can totally see how it was probably just kind of ingrained in you like from early on because mm-hmm. I feel I feel the same way like and it's right. funny because people will say like if I'm I don't know like at work if I'm recycling they're like oh that's so mm-hmm. Seattle of you or whatever like they say that kind of stuff. <laughs> and I'm like that's so funny because I would have never known that Seattle had that reputation had I not right but, exactly um, but yeah I mean I'm like maybe it is just ingrained in me but I feel like, yeah, like from a very young age, I remember talking about that kind of stuff and like I would get in trouble if I threw something away that could have been recycled or, or whatever. Right. I'm like, yeah, yeah, for sure. But I mean, that's why I'm trying to take it over to the East Coast. Like I want it to be everywhere. Yeah, same. <laughs> yeah, because I ever since moving, like I've lived in, you know, Tacoma my whole mm-hmm. life, like 18 years mm-hmm. and I didn't really know like the culture was so different right. after moving to like you know like I live north of Toronto but I go to Toronto all the time for university and, you can, and it is definitely different there's less a lot less green here a lot a lot less rain yeah. and like the culture is different like you know a lot of people in the west coast are more outdoorsy and I don't know I guess kind of yeah. hippie <laughs> kind of like and you know of course I like that too and um don't get me wrong Toronto's great it's just yeah, different totally yeah, yeah I can totally relate to that so so then yeah. right now you have your Instagram account and you have a pretty big following on there right. and you have your blog and then you also started <laughs> a podcast, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, so we're kind of on the break that, um, yeah, me and my boyfriend actually started this podcast um, called The Zero Waste Conversation and like everything can be found like on my Instagram, but mm-hmm. um, we just wanted something, you know, because like I do write a lot on my Instagram post and I'm very comfortable with writing, which is yeah. great, but... Um, I'm not exactly comfortable with speaking usually. Um, so I right. definitely wanted to have an outlet to try to, you know, I guess like get out of my comfort zone and, you know, try to speak. On the other hand, my boyfriend's really good at speaking. Like he does a lot of like speeches and stuff like that. And he did speech mm-hmm. competitions in high school. So he like he's good at that stuff. So it really helped like okay. balance out. <laughs> sure, yeah. Yeah. And That's we basically cool. talk about um, – you know, cover topics on like fast fashion and of course like zero waste. And basically we give like both sides, like, cause since he doesn't really practice zero waste, I mean, he's getting into it a lot more now, which is, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy about. Yeah. Um, cause he's really supportive, but, um, he kind of gives the perspective of a person being outside of the zero waste community. Cause he's not in that, okay. you know, he's not like on Instagram with like the whole community and stuff like that. Yeah. So um, yeah, he kind of gives a perspective of someone that's like new to zero waste, which is really helpful because I kind of like threw myself in this and like I'm really deep into it. So kind of it's really helpful to get that outside perspective. Yeah, that's really cool. Yeah. Okay, yeah. well, I just went and subscribed to the podcast, so I'm going to have to listen oh, to it. Oh, thank you. <laughs> um, I think that's really cool. I like that. That was kind of my heart in starting a podcast too. Right. Was just for whatever topic it was just to give people help like educate Mm -hmm. people 
on how they can make a difference and not just like because I don't know I love watching documentaries and I saw you post yeah, documentaries not too long ago <laughs> yeah and like I totally love them but I I really liked your post because you were talking about how it's like a, watching a horror movie because it's <laughs> really it's just depressing and sad and you like walk away and you're like oh my gosh there are so many problems in the world and like what can I do and that's yeah why I wanted to do this because I was like I think we just need something that's like a little bit more lighthearted and, and not that those aren't important because it's really important, but just to have something where it's like, okay, here's the problem, but here's the solution. Like, here's what we can do. Um, so that's kind of why I wanted to do that. And I feel like you're, what you guys do is similar and just being helpful and giving tips. Right. So, and it's great fun. that you wanted to start this and like, you know, it, and you seem to be doing really well. So yeah. well, keep going, yeah. you know? Thanks. Yeah, I hope so. I hope people are enjoying it. So, um, okay. So then what are your plans since you're, you know, in your last year of school? I'm sure everybody's <sighs> asked me that. What's next? Are you, are you just, are you hoping to kind of focus on your social media platform and like keep expanding that? Or what are your hopes and dreams for what you're going to do after this? Yeah, I mean, a lot has changed, you know, um, I had this mindset of going into like medical school and stuff before and um, like, I mean, ever since like, I was in high school, but now like, and it's also been changing, like, of course, I'm really interested in the environment. And that's what I want to go into. So I'm definitely, you know, looking for a job in the environment. And of course, I'll still be like working on my social media and I feel like I will have a lot more time to work on it since I won't be worried about exams and stuff Mm -hmm. but the goal is to get a job like within the environment and I do want to work in policy I feel like that does have a lot of impact and I kind of want to see what the process is um I mean I've learned a lot through school like theoretically so I want to you know know what the real process is of doing all of this and talking to like you know policy makers and like what they do and um, how they can change because there is a lot of things that can happen like big impact wise mm-hmm. um, through policies like you know like uh, plastic bag bans I mean I think when the UK did it um, they banned plastic bags and they're banning a lot of plastic right now because um, China stopped accepting like waste from them so I think um, I have a stat here it was like 83 percent um, yeah 83 percent of you know plastic bags were like reduced like that's amazing from just like you know like mm-hmm. a tax on plastic bags and you know it's great because like plastic bags are such right. a huge issue and they're causing a lot of problems I mean like yeah we can dive that into that as yeah. well but yeah so probably something yeah within policy or something like that honestly I don't really know exactly but yeah, <laughs> yeah. somewhere no, around I think those that's lines. awesome because I really I think like having the easy accessible information like on Instagram that you give out is really good. But Mm -hmm. then also I always think like the people that are doing the policy work, like those are the real people making the changes. Right. um, Obviously if an individual Mm -hmm. decides like, okay, I'm not using plastic bags anymore. I'm going to just get reusable bags. That's Mm -hmm. great. Like that helps to resolve the problem. But also a lot of it is in the law and the policy. So I think that's really cool that you're kind of like looking at how you can tackle it from both sides. Yeah, thank you. (laughs) Okay, so let's talk about the issue of waste. So zero waste, that's becoming like a more and more well-known term, I guess, like people know more about it. Um, So what is the problem at hand? Like I think I know when I was first introduced to – food waste I was shocked at like what a big problem that was and then it kind of opened my eyes to 
other types of waste. But it really, that was only a couple of years ago that I learned about that being such an issue. And so for some people, it might be kind of like, oh, wait, I didn't know this was such a problem. So can you just tell us what the problem is? Yeah. Okay. Well, there is a lot of problems with waste, as we said. (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, we can talk about like I have three kind of main ones. Um, so yeah, like you talk about food waste, right? That's like the number, like compared to um, like other, I guess, countries and the global south versus the global north or global north, which is us, like North America, mm-hmm. um, food waste is like our biggest issue, right? Like we waste so much food. It's insane. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was always taught, you know, growing up not to waste your food, always eat everything off your plate. And right. You know, when you see like how much stuff, like food that's still good that people throw out is just like mind boggling and heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have the stat, like approximately uh, 1.3 billion tons of food gets wasted. Mm-hmm. And that's that's a huge amount, right? Mm-hmm. And that costs like the U.S. alone, like $680 billion. Like, come on. (laughs) Like, that's just so much money going down the drain, so much food going down the drain. And it costs, like, to produce food, it does cost, like, it does impact the environment, Mm -hmm. right? Because especially of this massive, intensive uh, agricultural industry in which they use, like, big machines to, you know, harvest the food, it's no longer people Mm hand-picking things, you know, at least on the big scale, Mm -hmm. which is, where most of our food comes from now. Mm-hmm. So it produces a lot of carbon emissions. And, you know, we can't be doing this. Like, we can't be wasting the food and, like, producing so much when we don't, like, actually eat it. Yeah. And there are so many people in need, right? People living on the streets and, like, people who are starving. And I don't understand why these people do it. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I was uh, – me and my boyfriend, we went to Pennsylvania, actually, a couple months ago. And we went to this restaurant. It was like a Japanese like restaurant and where they cook in front of you, you know, those kind of restaurants. Yeah, okay, yeah. And um, it was prom night. Like everyone was like dressed up in tuxedos and like their prom dresses. It was like, you know, clearly prom mm-hmm. night. So um, we sat next on the table and there were like two or no, four other kids with us. And oh man, <laughs> like this guy, he, he ordered, okay, like he ordered like the most probably one of the most expensive ones like i think there was shark and beef and whatever and i'm surprised they served shark i've never seen shark yeah, on menu I haven't either. like well, so that's... yeah except for at chinese uh, restaurants but yeah try to avoid those anyways i was like okay so he ordered this huge thing right and you expect him to you know eat a bit of it but um he doesn't even touch it like it comes with an extra fried rice extra soup extra salad and not only that but all the meats in you know, extra vegetables and stuff. Like, the whole plate is filled and then, like, two mm-hmm. more bowls on the side. And he doesn't touch it the whole time and they oh leave. My gosh. Like, what? Yeah. what is the point? Why would you come in here, waste your money, yeah. and then not eat it? Exactly. <laughs> I was just, you know, like, yeah. I was so mad. <laughs> like, I just, you know, I, I don't know. I just mm-hmm. couldn't understand. It just mm-hmm. didn't make sense to me. And it's not only, like, individual people doing this. It's big right. companies too, right? Like, I've seen, like, so many pictures of people just throwing out, like, even on bags of, like, mandarin oranges that, like, they still look good to me. Like, you know, we could be giving that to other people. And even family members, they've told me they've went to work parties or – and they go to the work work parties and they see bags and bags of, Mm -hmm. like, food wasted. Like, they would try to bring home as much as they could, you know, with their hands. But they, you know, they live, like – 
they take the train. So you can mm-hmm. only carry so much with their hands. And but these companies, like you know, they just throw out all the food. But they don't. I don't know why they don't just think, you know, to give it to like homeless mm-hmm. shelters or something. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It yeah, it's, it's just, such a problem. Like in yeah. our homes, like we all waste food. You know, like oh, crap, that went bad. I better throw it out right. or whatever. But then you also think about like the restaurants yeah. that have unused food at the end of the day and throw it out, or like you know when people mm-hmm. leave their table and they have food on their plate still and don't want to take it with them like all that gets wasted and and then the grocery stores that throw out produce that nobody bought or just whatever like there's so many places where right food waste takes place yeah it's it's insane like I don't know (laughs) it's definitely a huge issue and like I know like you know of course I'm in zero waste but I'm also like like I'm also thinking about the environment itself and like of all this waste Mm -hmm. like even if you have to use a takeout container, just please, like, don't waste the food. I, I, I don't know. I just – I can't bear to see that much food wasted. It's just – Right. Yeah. And to some people, it might sound like, okay, but, why, like, why mm-hmm. does it – why is it so bad? Mm-hmm. And, like, it's not just the money behind it, but then it's right. also there are environmental effects of that, right? Exactly. It's just – yeah, it's, like, a lot of factors that come into play – and especially because our, like, again, like, our agricultural, like, methods are so intensive now. It's, you know, like I said before, we're not going back to these old methods. And, like, now people are spraying so much pesticides on, you know, to, just to grow this food. And that goes into the air, into the water, mm-hmm. you know. And who drinks that water? We do. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, of course, and the animals get affected too. But we also have to think, like... This affects us too, you know? Yeah. Like pesticides like cause cancer and, you know, all these terrible health effects. And if we're just wasting this food that, you know, we're putting so much chemicals and so much resources into, Mm -hmm. you know, like what is the point? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And then too, I mean, a lot of people think like with produce, for example, like, oh, it's Mm -hmm. biodegradable. Like I hear people say that a lot. Like Mm -hmm. I'm going to test it outside. It's biodegradable, which is true. But a lot of times with the way that we dispose of our trash, it can't biodegrade. Like when it's sealed in a plastic bag Mm -hmm. and buried deep down, impact in there, like it's not going to break down. And therefore all it does is emit greenhouse gases, which everybody knows that Mm -hmm. term. Like that is what is causing global warming. So it's like, it's crazy how big these effects are of like, yeah, you just wasting some produce every week. It might not seem like a lot, but when you look at it like big picture like that, it's such a it's such right. a dramatic effect on our environment. Exactly. And the same goes for like even, you know, compostable plastics like they have nowadays. Like it's sometimes made out of corn mm-hmm. or something that like mm-hmm. mimics plastic. And yeah, it might say biodegradable, but that's not always true because a lot of these um you know, uh, compostable plastics are not like are tested in labs not in mm-hmm. actual landfills and you know every city you go to i've moved quite a bit now and like every city has different waste mm-hmm. industries like c- certain things are recyclable certain things are not and um since these pl- compostable plastics are tested in labs they're not necessarily you know actually work mm-hmm. in real landfills because there's not enough sunlight that gets to it especially mm-hmm. if they're buried underground so it's I don't know there's just like a lot of factors to take in yeah there absolutely is and like oh I think a lot of times too when you see like biodegradable or compostable that's a great thing Mm -hmm. but 
it doesn't really make a difference if you're not actually composting it <laughs> and like exactly most people aren't unfortunately <laughs> and I wish that was more right. of a thing I don't know what it's like where you live but I've heard that mm-hmm. some cities have like a composting program that you can drop stuff off at. ours yeah. doesn't but I've heard that that's a thing and that would be amazing because to ask everybody to get their own like backyard composter that's a pretty big commitment like you have to be dedicated to zero waste and everything right. not that mm-hmm. it's hard but it's just I mean it's a financial commitment and everything for people right and it takes time for sure yeah, um yeah so we actually do have a compost system here which is good like they give you like a little bucket or whatever okay and yeah you just put your food scraps in there and they have a little bin for you to take it out, you know, okay. just like a regular like garbage kind of thing. So right. um, that's great. That's really nice. But they, the weird thing is like, okay, we used to live in like Mississauga and like, you know, it makes sense to wrap it in newspaper, right? And that's what we did. Like my aunts do that. They wrap it in newspaper, mm-hmm. right? Because that's – it biodegrades. Mm-hmm. But we moved like even further north and now they give you these – I don't – I'm sure they're – I think they're compostable, but they're like these green plastic, Right to put your compost in. So I'm mm-hmm. like, how exactly does it, you know, compost if it's in this plastic? Like, like you know, it, yeah. it's just, it doesn't make sense. Like the the waste industry is not linear. Like, or I mean, it is linear, but it's not, it's not the same everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah, which is an issue too, because people get confused. Even me, like there's so many rules on what you can throw mm-hmm. in the recycle. And, you know, it's just, mm-hmm. oh, I yeah. don't know. Yeah, yeah. And so a lot of people just end up not doing it or exactly doing it incorrectly and then it turns into waste mm-hmm. and it's yeah oh yeah I wish it was simpler <laughs> that would make things a lot better but yeah for sure because um in some cities if you accidentally put I don't know like some people don't like you know you're supposed to wash some of your uh recyclables but if you don't like I read that they throw mm-hmm. the whole bag out into the garbage even though the whole thing is right. recyclable just because of that one thing and because some of these, um, you know, like smaller, I guess, smaller cities, they, they don't have sure. enough people to sort out all the waste or, right. you know, the right facilities yeah. to do that. And that's why, I mean, we're going to be talking about solutions in a little bit. So it's not, again, it's not like we're being like the documentaries <laughs> yeah. that make you depressed, but, but it does right. take like, exactly. a little bit of education. Like if you can educate yourself on it and figure out what you can do, it's totally possible, but yeah, you, you kind of right. have to put in a little bit of like work on the front end. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't want to bombard with too much mm-hmm. statistics, but yeah, I also just wanted to talk about, you know, recyclable cups. Mm-hmm. I mean, like coffee cups as well, mm-hmm. because most of them aren't recyclable. And it's because of that thin plastic lining in them, okay. you know, the ones you get with like Starbucks or um, well, what we have here, Tim Hortons. Yeah. <laughs> but um yeah so they're not actually recyclable i mean from the outside they just look like paper right so like people think they are but they're not and um like every year you know so many people drink coffee i mean i don't i drink tea but either way like 25 billion coffee cups get thrown away every year like that's so, that's oh, yeah. so much that's a lot yeah and you know a, a lot of it ends up as litter i mean you know people mostly from like like trash blowing away or something like that but some people do litter which is also mm-hmm. makes me mad um but yeah you see like a lot of like this trash on the road mm-hmm. you know on the streets and you know garbage overfilling mm-hmm. with all this coffee cups because you know people mm-hmm. do drink a lot of coffee just to get through the day and like it's and it is mm-hmm. really the business's fault 
right? They should be offering, you know, more incentives to bring your own reusable coffee mug or, you know, like something better, like not something that's completely thrown in the garbage and just wasted. Yeah. Yeah, So um, another thing is, I mean, I don't know if you want to dive into fast fashion as well. That's also like a big issue. Yeah, sure. So, so food waste and then like actual waste waste like garbage and then yeah and then fashion waste is the third one yeah for sure so um yeah fashion is another huge major headache um like i used to shop fast fashion oh like you know h&m forever 21 i was there i was there every week Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um before i knew right i was naive (laughs) so Mm -hmm. i mean it is cheap if when you look at it first right it was like i don't know i think it was like 10 five dollars for a shirt or something like that Mm -hmm. right but you don't really know what the true cost is behind those sales tags. Mm-hmm. They look cheap from the outside, right? Mm-hmm. But I saw this documentary, I mean, called True Cost. I don't know if you've seen it. I haven't, but I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, it's a it's a good one. Um, it, I think it's still on Netflix. I remember okay. seeing it on Netflix. Yeah. So anyways, yeah. So like a lot of this, um, like my insight on f- fast fashion is from this documentary. And it's just sad because the garment workers um, who – like many factories, you know, are in the global south, like India, Asia, like those places. Mm-hmm. And like they're being paid less than a dollar a day. Like how do you survive like mm-hmm. that? And it's just inhumane, right? When mm-hmm. these companies are making billions of dollars mm-hmm. and they're paying people who are actually making their clothes like nothing. Oh, yeah. And not only are they paying them nothing, they don't really care about their safety at all like i don't know if you heard of the incident of um rana plaza yeah yeah it was in india for those people who don't know um where like 1100 garment workers they died because that building collapsed um because there was no health and safety regulations put into place and those people who owned the building didn't care and this factory was um going to like big names big brands for example, Joe Fresh was one of them. And yeah, and like other stores who've seen them all. And it was just sad to see that this was happening. And they, like the owners of the building perfectly knew that this building was going to collapse any moment. There were huge cracks in the wall. But they didn't care, right? They were just there to make the money and leave. Mm. Yeah. So, and like fast fashion alone, it just costs a lot of pollution to the oceans, mm-hmm. right? Our water we're drinking. And even, like, the clothes we're wearing, like, polyester and acrylic are made out of plastic. Mm -hmm. So when you wash those, like, a lot of microplastics come out of them, more microfibers. And they go into, you know, the drain and then into our water system. Mm -hmm. So apparently, according, like, to The Guardian, like, 700,000 microfibers are washed into our water after just, like, one wash. And that's, like, so much. I mean, there might be tiny, right, because they're microplastic, but that yeah. adds up. Yeah, I was going to ask, can you tell yeah. people, like, why? Like, I don't know. I feel like you see a lot about the sea turtles and stuff with the straws. Like, a lot of people have seen that now. But it's mm-hmm. more than just turtles, like, that are being affected by the plastics in the ocean. It's actually all marine life, but also us, right? Could could you just, like, explain that a little bit in yeah. case people aren't familiar? Yeah, sure. I mean, I've also been seeing, like, besides the turtles, there's also whales, right? Um, and whales are just, mm-hmm. like, so majestic. <laughs> and I don't know. I love them. Anyways, so, like, you know, everything that lives in the ocean, they breathe and they eat in the water, right, mm-hmm. that we're polluting. And they're just – you see, like, on the news, like, they're just 
washing up on shore and their pots are filled with mm-hmm. plastic because they can't tell the difference, right? I mean, it's hard to tell the difference when this plastic looks like jellyfish or, you know, mm-hmm. their prey. And they're just ingesting so much waste and also birds, you know, it's not just animals in the water. It's, you know, like mm-hmm. birds as well. They're ingesting like so much plastic and they're just dying because, you know, like you're not supposed to be ingesting plastic. It's not meant mm-hmm. to be consumed. But the fact is that plastic mm-hmm. is being consumed. And I mean, it affects our health too, especially like polyester is, you know, cheap cheap material to make, cheap material to make your clothes. And it makes up 60% of our clothing currently mm-hmm. because it's that cheap. And it causes so much like health issues like skin rashes, lung and eye irritation and acrylic mm-hmm. and other plastic mm-hmm. material. You know, it causes like vomit, vomiting, mm-hmm. headaches, diarrhea and so much more. And like a lot of this, it's not only just the fabric itself, it's like the chemicals added to these fabrics. Mm-hmm. There's There's been lead mercury found in these fabrics, right? And how can we have that like wearing on a body? You know how dangerous right. lead is, right? To our bodies, like everyone knows, but like they don't know that it's in our clothes that we wear. Yeah. Absolutely. So it's just, you know, we just have to think about like, it's just not the price tag anymore. And there are like alternatives like that, you know, like thrifting. Like you don't, which you you know, you can buy for half the price of what they sell at Forever Twenty One. Mm-hmm. So you can save that way, right? And you can also mm-hmm. be more mindful of like what you're putting on your body and you know into the water that other people are drinking and you're drinking and your children are drinking. So yeah, I yeah. mean that was all depressing, but right. No, I mean, but yeah. we need to know. And there are a lot of waste issues. Like zero waste living mm-hmm. doesn't just mean. Oh, make your own toothpaste. Like, like I don't know. <laughs> yeah, some stereotypes that people have. Like, right. there's a lot of ways. And thrift shopping is a form of exactly. zero waste living, and like so many different things. So, I want to talk more about that, like, in your tips for everybody. But what would you say if anybody's questioning, like, okay, yeah, that sounds bad. Maybe I'll think about it. What would you say if if somebody was not necessarily feeling like this is an immediate issue like why should we care right now like why does this need our attention right now yeah well as you know um this affects climate change as well Mm -hmm. i believe the un said um we only have a couple more years right to actually try to reduce the impact i mean climate change is still going to happen um but we're trying to just reduce the impact of that because like every degree of warming counts because it may seem small mm-hmm. but actually on a large scale it's not because it affects like our food systems like the mm-hmm. land we live on like people's like cities will be underwater mm-hmm. it's it's just insane to think about like florida for example like i just went there for the first mm-hmm. time to go to disneyland and you know oh, yeah. it, i mean it's beautiful there and the beaches are so nice and yeah. you know like there's people living there right but that well that's gonna go underwater because of sea level rise Mm -hmm. and you know like other coastal major coastal cities will be going underwater if we don't Mm -hmm. you know actually step up and do something about it and especially the big companies right but it does take us individuals to speak up first before anything happens because if no one says anything nothing's going to be done like we can't just keep Mm -hmm. quiet about it you know that's why it's important for Mm -hmm. people to speak up in the first place and so Mm -hmm. like how i guess plastic and all this like plastic takes a lot of energy to like it takes a lot of energy to produce and clothes take a lot of energy to produce food takes a lot of energy to produce it's 
it's like a whole mm -hmm. mix of things and it, they produce so much like carbon emissions and so much chemicals that are leaked into our oceans and it just adds to the cycle of climate change right because carbon emissions like co2 and all of those greenhouse gases they're just building up out there they're turning into a big energy ball and like you know it has to go somewhere <laughs> so it's mm -hmm. just you know it's yeah it's really important because this affects like our future our kids mm -hmm. future and even now like we're being affected right now people living now so yeah totally yeah i think it's very immediate like this is not that like this is something we will mm -hmm. see in our lifetimes and are, yeah are already seeing like the effects of it but i guess like the good thing in all this is that we all have like so much mm -hmm. power to make a difference oh yeah and it does require like some lifestyle changes but I mean, we're talking about the planet. Like, right. there's this one hashtag that I really like. It's no planet B, like no plan B, basically. And exactly, I'm like, that's so true. Like, like this is I I don't I just don't get how people couldn't care about this because like we're talking about the planet. Like, this is the only place we have to live, you know. And and so if you want to have children or do have children or whatever, it's like, what what are you doing to make this like? And a place that they can live and I don't know that's kind of the question I ask myself like and you know I have some friends that are like well I don't want to have kids so and it's like okay well that doesn't mean you shouldn't <laughs> care though like it's not just for people with kids yeah. or whatever like this exactly. is for everybody and including so, them like people so yeah. like I mean yeah people right now we're all facing the effects like it's happening right now too like there are mm -hmm. what we call environmental migrants which are turning you know into like refugees people are moving away from their homes because there are islands out there that haven't already flooded um i remember my teacher mm -hmm. and uh it was like environmental policy i think national environmental policy he said he went to i believe it was germany and um he said in the airports there were so many people um and you knew they were from a different country and it was because their homes were being flooded like their whole island was basically gone because climate change is happening right now. Yeah. We just don't see it on our side yet. Maybe that it's happening in like, you know, places happening to people right now. Like their homes are being flooded. Like, you know, heat waves are becoming more common and like temperatures are rising and people are, and like people do die from heat, like heat waves. And yeah, so climate change is very real and it's happening right now. Yep, and that's just the example of, like, why it's not just a Seattle thing. Like, why it needs to be <laughs> a worldwide thing because exactly. it's going to affect us all. Like, yeah. it's not just a fun lifestyle to live. It's mm -hmm. it's really a choice to make for everybody else. Like Exactly. Okay, so we talked about how everybody listening has the power to make a difference. And maybe in yeah. some ways they already are, like – it's you know it's becoming a little more popular like water bottles I feel like is a big one you know to have a nice water bottle rather than buying plastic. right like, people know the little things like that but I guess first how would you just define zero waste living yeah. for people if they haven't heard that term before right so um zero waste living for me it means to reduce as much waste as you possibly can mm -hmm. so and this means like you know by reusing what you already have before buying which is something I I didn't really fully understand when I first started because, well, I mean, there isn't like a guide exactly on how to. There is a lot of internet like help when you research and stuff, but when you actually dive into it, it's a bit different. And 
um i actually bought <laughs> i made stupid mistake of buying like a utensil set like um we already own like 50 of those at home mm-hmm. yeah. why did i buy that i was just like you know so excited about buying all these things but that's not what zero waste is about especially for people who are new to zero waste it's not about getting mm-hmm. out there and buying all these new and interesting products like of course that's exciting because we live in this you know consumer world where we're we're basically you know brainwashed into buying things all the time Mm -hmm. and maybe it does make us happy for a second but not in the long run and things we're buying are usually not that useful right like depending right yeah and because we're consuming all these things there's always this always like new things coming out like (laughs) fidget spinners and things like that that we don't really need and um, like if you don't have it, obviously, yeah, of course. Like you, you need, you need, you need to buy things you need, right? Um, but I didn't need another utensil set, and it was like a small, like it was like a travel size. So it, it basically is for like it's fit for a baby because it's like so mm-hmm. small, and it was just like definitely something I learned from. Right. Um, because you know, for people who are starting, they can just go to their kitchen usually if they have one, and um, you know, just get one of those utensils, like pack it up in like either a container or I have like cloth bags as well you can just like roll it up and bring it with you you know just to avoid any like plastic along your way Mm -hmm. so um yeah that's like one of the things they can do and like yeah as they said before zero waste is really about like reusing what you have and it's hard to see that because (laughs) well I work in like you know my social media as well and you know we do promote brands that we believe in of course ethical and sustainable brands are important Mm -hmm. but it's also important to use what you already have right instead of buying more and just creating more waste that kind of like is not that goes against like what we're trying to do so yeah yeah and plus it saves you money anyway so which is nice yeah it totally does and that's one thing like I don't know I feel like some people have been you know, when I say like, oh, yeah, I I don't know. I'm trying mm-hmm. to think of an example of something like a bamboo toothbrush, for example, right. which is not expensive, mind you. Like, I mean, like yeah. 50 on Amazon or something. Like, <laughs> yeah, Not that expensive, really, but maybe it's a dollar more if you're because I've seen them at like CVS and Rite Aid and stuff before. So maybe. Oh, it's yeah. A do- yeah. They're starting to sell them now. Yeah. I'm starting to see them at like specific store too but I haven't seen bamboo toothbrush but anyways that's pretty oh, cool yeah yeah so I I pay like maybe a dollar more for the bamboo toothbrush and right. that's a really small example but but in the end I'm like it actually lasts me way longer like the bamboo bristles they last way longer than the plastic bristles like I maybe I I think it's hygienic that like they say the bamboo is actually cleaner than like the plastic and right and it just lasts me longer and it's kind of the same thing like I don't know, with the coffee cups and whatnot, like if you get a discount for bringing your own coffee cup, like, I don't know, there's just a lot of ways where, yeah, you might be paying more on the front end, but it's for the quality. And it's the same thing, like if you were buying a nice pair of boots, for example, versus like a cheap pair of boots, a cheap pair of boots are cheaper right then, but you're going to have to replace them more often. Like it's the same concept of buying quality over quantity and saving money that way. Right, exactly. And it's so important, especially like, you know, you want to invest in the future, right? And mm-hmm. investing in the future does cost money, but it does save you money in the long run. Mm-hmm. Because like, for example, like I used to shop so much, right? Um, fast fashion stuff. And now I shop secondhand and I'm buying a lot less, which is good. <laughs> yeah. 
and also I'm saving a lot more because like those secondhand items are so much cheaper than you know fast yes. fashion can ever be yeah even with the rates that they're paying their workers which is right. unbelievable yeah absolutely so, and and you yeah. can find really nice quality stuff I mean like you exactly can find, like maybe I don't know like I've seen really nice brands like Ralph Lauren or J Crew in the thrift store yeah and it's like I know this is good quality because people pay a lot of money for this stuff and I'm finding it you know in a much less wasteful way so exactly and at so like so much smaller price tag as well right so which is which is great I mean I bought two sweaters for the winter because it's so cold in Canada I Mm -hmm. something I'd not still not used to (laughs) um that like you know usually thick sweaters thick and especially if they're cotton they cost i don't know like things also here in canada are a lot more expensive (laughs) than Tacoma. um that they cost like i don't know maybe 40 dollars usually or who knows it depends on where you go Uh like mine were only like and they were half off too so i was want to say like they were like 10 dollars or something for like a thick sweater which is like so nice so yeah it definitely helps if you're on a budget as well and you can be you know buying secondhand instead of like you know buying like a brand new produced sweater that's produced in a sweatshop mm-hmm. so yeah that was definitely that's nice oh, and i did want to touch on something uh so you said the toothbrush that you had do you know which one you have because like what i know now from like my research is that um bamboo toothbrushes most of them are like they're bristles anyways they're either plastic there are boar hair ones mm-hmm. and there are some with plant-based material but it's not 100 mm-hmm. percent because it's like i've talked to a couple like um bamboo toothbrush manufacturers and it's just like hard to get like they can do the handle obviously in bamboo yeah. but the bristle itself is hard to get 100 percent oh okay that's in, good to know i haven't yeah i haven't looked that closely i don't even know what brand it is okay honestly i can't remember but yeah that's okay i'm gonna have to pay attention next time i buy one yeah yeah i mean right now it's not easy because like what's on the market is from what i know is that there's not 100 percent um like non-plastic toothbrush unless you get boar hair and you know but that's not exactly ethical either, right. yeah. <laughs> um, so, which is hard. Um, but there's also like I know some people doing trying to do plant based, but I'm not sure exactly how. Sure. Yeah. But yeah. Anyways, so but I mean it's a lot better than having the whole thing plastic, which is right. like you know it just like I don't know. I've seen so many pictures where like toothbrushes just end up um, washed on the shore and people like clean yeah. them up and. And it still looks like you can still use it. Because, right, yeah, because they never, ever break down. Yeah, and it's just like, jeez, like, you yeah. know, whenever, I mean, we created this plastic, we just never thought of the consequences. Like most yeah. things, we don't really think of the consequences right. of right, what we're creating. Absolutely. So, yeah. So what would you say for people, like, if someone's like, okay, I'm feeling kind of guilty because there's a lot of plastic in my house or... or I shop at Forever 21 all the time or whatever it is. I don't know. <laughs> like, what would you recommend for people just as a starting point for how they could start reducing right. their footprint? So, yeah. Um, and, like, everyone starts somewhere, okay? So, like, we're not all perfect. Mm-hmm. I know. Like, I just want to get this kind of mm-hmm. point across is that no one is 100% zero waste, first of all. Yeah. It's, like, literally impossible because of the market we live in, the world we live in. Yes. Yeah. So, that's the first point. So... Um, but I'm glad that people are aware and they want to change. Like, that's the most important thing. And so, 
like what I say to get started is like usually the basics, like, you know, reusable water bottles. Most people have them. Like they seem to like, like to give away reusable water bottles. Like, I mean, usually plastic ones, but I mean, at least they can be reused during mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I, I, some, I went to a marathon and they gave them away and then like other couple events. So it seems like everyone has one, but if not, um, those are useful. And um, carrying a reusable bag, um, since all a lot of places have banned plastic bags or at least like put a heavier tax on them. Um, a lot of people are carrying reusable bags for shopping and grocery shopping, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so those are the, like the kind of the basic ones. And then to move yeah. on to more fun stuff, I guess, is when you kind of dive deeper is so first and foremost, you don't really need to go out and buy straws unless you have like a medical condition or you don't want to like stain your teeth, which like my uncle's a dentist. So yeah, I like, I also work as a receptionist, you know, at his office. So okay. I kind of know like a bit of dental stuff as well, like a little bit, not all yeah. of it. Yeah. Um, yeah. So like it stains your teeth and stuff. And so if you don't want that, like, yeah, then, you know, use a reusable straw. And there are so many out there now. Like there are bamboo ones, there are metal ones, mm-hmm. there are glass mm-hmm. ones, there are yeah. um, apparently grass ones. Like um, I Ooh. think I posted that. Yeah, quite a few months ago. But anyways, I think it was in Vietnam. They were selling like grass straws, like made of grass. Oh, that's cool. And I was like, whoa. And there are even wheat ones, you know, <laughs> like made of pasta. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, there's like so many ways. And if you don't need a straw, just say no straw. Like I, even though I do have yeah. some, um, I usually say no to straws unless it's like mm-hmm. a smoothie or something. Mm-hmm. But so like just go in a restaurant. If you're going to a restaurant, just say, tell the waiter, you know, no straw. I don't no straw please and usually they understand yeah. sometimes there is occasional mess up but you know as long as you're trying and yeah just to like mm-hmm. not use those straws because we just use so many of them mm-hmm. other things would be like menstrual cups if you get periods there's quite a bit different forms now so now mm-hmm. there's um menstrual pads so they're kind of like instead of pads like the reusable pads um which you wash i have a menstrual cup uh-huh. there's also period underwear I haven't tried that out yet, but yeah, they have that. So there's um, mm-hmm. quite a bit. And there's also, I know they have like more organic, like cotton, but like disposable ones. So that I would recommend the reusable ones, yeah. but there's like um, so many options now out there. So, and yeah. because like we throw out like <laughs> just like an alarming amount of like period products yeah, yeah. away, apparently people can throw out like 14,000 tampons in their lifetime, which... <laughs> Is a lot, and it makes oh sense gosh. because, like, I remember when I yeah. was using pads. I didn't use tampons, but basically same thing. I would use like so many of them in a day, right? And that adds up. And they say they're really not even that good for you, like because they have, they do add a lot of like chemicals and yeah to them. So it's not even that great for our health. Yeah, exactly. They're not even good for your health because, um, especially in like the non-organic cotton ones, like. You don't even know what they put in there <laughs> like they just put in like a whole bunch of filler or whatever and yeah. you know that you're putting that somewhere very sensitive right on your body mm-hmm. and you know and that's why a lot of people do break out like that like sometimes um i know people do get like pad rashes i've gotten that before mm-hmm. or from the pad itself like i can't wear it for, like for too long and so like mm-hmm. honestly like switching away from those was like probably one of the best things oh i bet yeah yeah so um, but there's also so many, like, other zero-waste alternatives as well, like toothpaste, as you said before. I don't make my own yet. I haven't tried that yet. 
mm-hmm. um, maybe one day. But right now I do have a powder toothpaste um, I got for like, I think it was like $5 for like a little jar. It came in the glass jar. Oh, cool. Yeah. I mean, it was hard to get used to at first. I'm not going to lie. Going right. from, you know, like the regular, like it's kind of like gel, like Crest toothpaste or whatever. Yeah. Into powdered because this is made with like bentonite clay and all that stuff. Okay. And so, yeah, it's more of a powder form and you have to put water on it. Mm-hmm. So it becomes a bit more like a paste, mm-hmm. but it's still a bit powdery. Anyways, it's, it's, it's a bit different. So yeah. you have to get used to it. Yeah. But after I did, yeah, I think it does work and yeah it's definitely a better alternative sure and as we talked about before bamboo toothbrushes there's so many out there right now so many brands Mm -hmm. and other things are like you know switching from tea i drink a lot of tea i don't know if you do but you know i used to get those like packets and we still do have packets i know i'm like supposed to be zero waste but again normally everyone's 100 and we i still do live with my family so we still have a lot of those tea bags like you know and they're actually lined in plastic Mm, like a lot of them are so um switching to loose leaf is a lot better alternative Mm -hmm. and you just get like a tea strainer instead Mm -hmm. yeah so i mean those are a couple like i could go on and on on. well and there's so many and that's why i think yeah one awesome place to start too is just like following like your account and following a couple of like there's some great ones out there and I, yeah for like, sure if you have any recommendations for other good accounts to follow like I can put those in the show notes but that's that's how I've learned so much like I didn't know about the toothbrushes till I saw an Instagram post on it <laughs> and like yeah. there are just things that you wouldn't really think of but then someone gives you a zero waste tip and you're like oh I could do that like kind of like the wrapping paper I don't know if you saw my post on that but that's, yeah. that's been one that's going around lately with Christmas you know and it's like Oh, yeah, I, I didn't know that you couldn't recycle wrapping paper, but that makes sense because it's obviously very plasticky. Like, you can tell when you touch it. Exactly. And, like, so here are some great ways. Like, you could wrap them in cloth or wrap them in, you know, old paper bags or something like that. Like, and here, here's how to make it look cute. And I don't know. There's just so great. many great little tips on stuff like that. So I think, you know, just slowly kind of learning, like, not overwhelming yourself, but just you know, when you see something that you could easily implement, try it. Like, I didn't know about the powder toothpaste, but I'm very intrigued. Do you know where you got that? Um, I got it from Winners, actually. I was just, um, I was surprised. I was in there with my grandma. Yeah, I was in there with yeah. my grandma, and I was like, oh, they have powdered toothpaste now in here. Yeah. So, um, yeah, the brand is Love Beauty Foods. Love Beauty Foods. Yeah, and they have different ones. I have the organic lemon one so i mean yeah it takes a couple uses to get used to um like i said it's not the same like um maybe go with a mint one first since most regular toothpaste are mint it might be easier to transition to that yeah for sure yeah and there's i know there's also ones in uh, metal tubes oh yeah so you can get those as well if you you know don't want to go straight into powder toothpaste so right. you can try different things and see, you know, what works for you. Sure. Yeah, which is great. Yeah, totally. I mean, there's so many like like that. Now that I know, I'm going to finish up the toothpaste <laughs> that I have, like the regular old toothpaste. But then I'm going to try that and see what I yeah, think. Yeah, that's and great. I'm sure I'll really like it. You know, and there's just like there's so many little things, especially in like the bathroom, I feel like, oh, in the yeah. kitchen. There's tons of – because that's where we produce a lot exactly. of waste anyways. Yeah. So. And for Christmas, um, yeah, there is a lot of waste that goes into Christmas. I mean, every big holiday, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, especially with the – like you said, the 
the wrapping paper comes in plastic and Mm -hmm. you know usually people use like paper plates or plastic plates you know because it's easier and stuff um and decorations right there's usually a lot of plastic decorations and stuff but there are you know zero waste alternatives i um i actually saw on other day i don't know who posted it but like you can you know make decorations out of orange peels i mean (laughs) you can use like cookie cutters you make stars and you can hang them up on like a garland and you know they dry and they and they actually do look nice and it's like cute Mm -hmm. it's festive with it but without like you know hurting the environment and hurting like planet so yeah yeah so many good ideas i had one of my friends um when we we moved last oh man we moved this past summer um to the east coast and we were in the midwest before and our friends threw us a going away party and one of my best friends that was helping throw it she had gotten like all these paper plates and stuff for the party and she was like i and, and then i saw her beforehand she was like i was thinking like that's just not a great way to honor you with paper plates. <laughs> and she's like, I was wondering what you would think about me just using like all my regular dishes and I can return the paper plates. And I was like, I would love that. I would totally help that's you do so nice. if you did that because I, uh, yeah, that's, it. it's just so unnecessary, especially when people like, great. especially people put so much thought into like what plates they're going to get when they have their first house. And like, I don't know, that kind of stuff. And it's like, why wouldn't you want to use those, like, for a party? Isn't that why you got them? Like, I don't know. I just – so I always do that. And if I need more plates, then I go get a couple at the thrift store. Like, that's how I do it. Yeah, exactly. So, and they're, like, so much cheaper. Or even from family members. I know we have a ton of plates. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, like, ask your neighbor, can I borrow five plates, please? Or this, yeah. You know, or whatever, like – so many easy ways because usually um like people do give away like plate sets mm-hmm. as like a gift mm-hmm. um i don't know if they still do but yeah we collected like so many plates and just have so many and um, my boyfriend actually just moved and it's like her, his first actual place so that was pretty cool mm-hmm. so we're trying to incorporate like a lot of zero waste things and i'm really happy that he's with me on this like we're on the same page and he got a couple like glass bowls and um I said bowls (laughs) bowls and um uh plates from his mom and you know that's that's pretty awesome and yeah like just using like you know what you have or like asking if you can borrow or asking because some people will give it away like because we do collect a lot of stuff you know so yeah it never hurts to ask yeah absolutely did you have any tips for um like reducing because obviously with fashion it's you know, buying less, shopping secondhand when you can. Like, right. most a lot of people know about that. What um, did you have any tips for reducing food waste for individuals? Yeah, for food waste. So, yeah, we never like to like waste food. As I said, growing up, it was just something like you have to sit there until you finish all your food, right? Like mm-hmm. the plate has to be clean. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, for example, bananas, right? Um, sometimes you just leave them out there way too long, and they come a little bit brown or whatever. And I was really surprised to hear that people do throw those away. Like, we never did. We would always, like, make banana bread. And my grandma makes amazing banana bread. And so does my cousin, actually. So we have, like, a lot of good bakers. And, you know, you can try. There's so many recipes online for banana bread. And, um, you know, just, like, use the bananas. Because, like, banana bread usually works if the bananas are, like, totally ripe and they're, like, mushy, right? that's perfect for like overripe bananas Mm -hmm. that you're about to throw away anyway so why not Mm -hmm. make something good out of it and there's so many other things too right um i see a lot of people use like veggie scraps like onion peels carrot peels 
Like, um, mm-hmm. I actually didn't even think of that. Like, put a bunch of veggie scraps and make, like, a stalk out of it. And, you know, obviously take out the scraps. Mm-hmm. I mean, you drain it, but you have, like, vet- vegetable stock now on hand from, you know, mm-hmm. like, things that would have been wasted anyways. Yeah. So, yeah, there's just right. so many ways that you could um, reduce food waste and always take, a, um, like, a reusable container with you. I always carry one in my bag. Of course, mm-hmm. I do slip up sometimes, but I usually carry one and we usually collect like even plastic containers so like yeah i know zero waste you know like you see on instagram it's supposed to be glass or whatever but you know like everyone starts usually a bit later in life when you've already collected all the plastic and you know that's okay like that means you can keep that stuff because you know you don't want to throw it away because that's wasting number one so just keep it and you know you can use it for emergencies like if you need to get snacks or something like at a bulk mm-hmm. store or, you know, carry a container out and you have takeout. Mm-hmm. So, you know, just bring your own container. Yeah. So, yeah, there's definitely a lot of ways to combat. Yeah, totally. And even, like, if you aren't somebody that likes to take your leftovers, like, you can always ask for a smaller portion, I've heard, too. Mm-hmm. Like, you can ask, like, can you make me the lunch size portion or, or whatever. Like, asking for a half size if possible so you don't even have to worry about leftovers. Yeah, but yeah exactly. Definitely, not all of them go to waste. Even if you don't want them, I feel like, especially in big cities, sometimes there are homeless people outside the restaurant that might want your leftovers. Like, don't let it go to waste. Yeah, so just give it to them. So, yeah. And then I know one big one, too, is, like, when you're in the grocery store, not being afraid to buy, like, the ugly food. That's a big one. Um, like, mm-hmm. whether it's a piece that's bruised or something like even though it might be bruised or it might have like a brown spot that doesn't mean it's dangerous to eat like you can still eat exactly and so not being afraid to buy that kind of fruit or produce because a lot of times those are the ones that end up getting thrown out and wasted and I try to do the same thing even if it's not produce like if there's a can with a dent in it or something like that like people will pass it over and I'm like why you can still use it like what difference does the dent make in the can (laughs) or whatever it's trying to think that way of like okay what might other people be passing over that I can grab yeah exactly and um another thing I forgot where I saw it but single bananas all are also wasted because you know everyone wants to buy in a bunch so yeah they eventually throw out those single bananas because no one wants them but like I mean what's what's the difference honestly it's just like you know you're gonna tear it apart anyways like yeah so why not grab a single banana when you can like and they're still just as good right I mean yeah it's just this kind of like the way I guess we've been you know told is and shown like through marketing and advertisements it's that you know we want everything to look perfect and you know that's not Mm -hmm. always the case like that doesn't mean that the perfect looking apple is you know even better than an apple that maybe has a dent in it or spots Mm -hmm. on it or you know it's just right it's the same (laughs) like absolutely and a lot of times those are like the ones that you can freeze too like if you buy bananas that are overly ripe or your bananas go yeah exactly yeah use them for a smoothie or i've even frozen fruits like that and then thawed them out and used them for baking because they get all like mushy anyway so so yeah, there's, yeah that's, that's a great idea. There's, I'm like, there's no reason to throw anything away. Like when it's coming out of my <laughs> fridge and my mom will be like, that has been in there for two weeks. And I'm like, don't throw it away. We can use it. <laughs> so, so yeah, I, yeah, there exactly. are so many, so many tips. Like it is really not that hard. Like it's, yeah. I mean, there's something you just need to do a little bit of research. 
yeah, yeah, just do a little bit of research. And like I said, it can be as easy as following an account on Instagram. Yeah. And just when you're scrolling through, like you'll see a little tip and be like, oh, okay, I can try that. So Yeah, and it's fun too, like learning about all this stuff. Like I don't know if it's because I'm a nerd, but um, yeah, I just like – love seeing like other people mm-hmm. they give their tips on how mm-hmm. you know they've been going zero waste like i mean for example i'm following going zero waste she's probably one of the uh biggest zero waste instagrammers on there yeah i think i follow her too yeah and you know she has a lot of great tips and like so does like shell bizzle and sustainably vegan like they all have great tips and yeah yeah and you know like everyone learns from each other so yeah that's why I mean I love the community and we always like share great tips and you know even if we make mistakes we share those too because it's important because when we do mistakes and I've made a lot I've made plenty of mistakes mm-hmm. you know accidentally bringing home a plastic fork because well I came like I went to this restaurant I think it was yeah it was like a vegan restaurant and from the picture it looked like it was just you know, like you sit in, and the it came in like an actual bowl, like a glass bowl or whatever. And yeah. but it came with like a fork, like a plastic fork, and I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So yeah, but I mean, like that's when you're prepared. You bring your own as well. But if you're not, like, you can also reuse those forks as well for other things. And mm-hmm. oh, and I also wanted to say, um, the bamboo toothbrushes. Like when you're done, because you can take out like the bristles, right? Um, because those are not compostable usually okay yeah um with pliers and then um you can like stick them in the ground and then you can use it for your garden like for signs like you put like oh cabbage or something yeah oh that's cute yeah so there's like tons of ways to like you know reuse what you already have and yeah it's great right oh that's awesome okay those are all really cool tips so thank you hopefully people see that it (laughs) is really not that hard to start implementing zero waste living so are there, I did want to ask you, are there any, like, stereotypes or anything that you encounter, like, when you tell people kind of what you do or what you're about, are there any stereotypes about zero-waste living that you've encountered? Oh, yeah, there are plenty of stereotypes, just, like, every movement and every, I guess when you put yourself with a label, right, a lot of people just, when you say, like, oh, you're zero-waste or you're vegan or you're whatever, they automatically think, you know, like, oh, like, what is that about? And they usually come up with, like, three main things, so... I mean, some stereotypes mm-hmm. that um, zero waste living has are, again, like you have to be 100% zero waste, right? Because in the name mm-hmm. itself, yeah, it says zero waste. So that means you might be thinking, oh, you can't produce any waste at all. Well, so you're not zero waste. You're, <laughs> you're not allowed to be part of the movement, right? And that's mm-hmm. so false because it's not true. Nobody's 100%, like I said, because of the market we live in. It's just impossible. But it is possible to reduce as much as you can. And that's what matters. Yeah. And I'm sure you've seen the trash jar video by Lauren Singer, I think, mm-hmm. um, where she just have a trash. She has a trash jar and she fits like, you know, like a yeah. year's worth of trash or whatever into it. Right. That's also another stereotype. We we, we all don't do that. Right. Like you can. It, it's a great way to see, you know, I know Sustainable Vegan was doing it, I think like every month or something, uh, just to see what she was, what kind of trash she was producing. Mm-hmm. And it was usually like tags or something. Mm-hmm. So it's a great way to keep track, but don't be pressured to do things that someone else is doing, right? Because it does put a lot of pressure onto you to do this. Like, And then when you don't fit everything in the jar, which is, you know, like you're not going to be able to fit everything in the jar overnight mm-hmm. or even 
after a year. Like it takes, it's a journey. Like that's why I keep calling it the zero waste journey because it is a journey. Like it, there's so many steps, so many mistakes you're going to make mm-hmm. that it's on the end you're like reducing as much as you can. And that's the most important yeah. thing. Yeah, I think that's true. Yeah, so I mean – and also another one is a lot of people are saying it's like a privileged movement. And I definitely see that, right? Because of what like Instagram has shown is that you have to buy these new products, right? <laughs> to become zero waste. And they, they do mm-hmm. look cool, right? Yeah, a lot is promoted on buying new things. But that's not at the core of zero waste. Like we see it in the media that people are, you know, buying things, mm-hmm. but you don't have to. Um, for example... You know, like, again, you can use what you already have. And even if that's what you have is plastic. Um, my dad told me my great-grandma, um, I'm actually, like, half Malaysian, so um, mm-hmm. my great-grandma is from Malaysia. And um, she would wash plastic bags to reuse mm-hmm. over and over again. And, you know, and, hey, that's that counts as reusing, even though you are using plastic. If that's what you ha- already have on hand, sure. well, yeah. then use it. And my aunts also, like, here in Canada, they um, hang their clothes to dry instead of, like, you know, using a washing machine. And, like, their goal is to save money, of course. And everyone wants to save money, but that right. also saves on electricity, right? And on things like you like you can be saving to reduce our impact mm-hmm. on climate change. So at its core, I don't think it is a privileged movement because there are so many ways that you can already use with what you have without, right. like, spending yeah. money. Yeah, like, you don't have to be able to buy – like reusable straws and bamboo toothbrushes to be zero waste. Like there are a lot of hacks. Yeah, there are so many like other ways. Yeah, for sure. Okay, that's good. All right, if you could leave listeners with one main message, what would it be? Well, first and foremost, like I think you have to have fun with this. Like I know it's a very serious topic, but if you're not having fun, like I don't know, it kind of takes away from the experience because I honestly had a lot of fun doing this. It's kind of like, I don't know. I play a lot of video games, so I feel like each level is, like, leveling up. I don't know if that makes sense. But, yeah, so, like, every time you, like, swap out a product for a zero-waste product, it feels like an accomplishment. Like, a small one, but, you know, it's still an mm-hmm. accomplishment. And so it's such a, like, a rewarding experience to see, like, how far you've come, and which is why I have an Instagram blog to see, like, where I've come and ha- where I started at first. So that's definitely a good thing. So just, like, have fun with it and... It's also so such a rewarding feeling when you see other people around you, like because like they like I had friends and family members and um, even people on Instagram. They tell me like, oh, I've tried going zero waste because of you, and I'll and I don't know. It just feels so nice to know that you, you know, like even though your small I guess action, it feels like maybe personally is actually a big one because it has ripple effects. It does affect other people and it influences other people and that's what makes it so important. Mm -hmm. So yeah, and I guess that's the main message just to have fun. Right. And, you know, to make this a rewarding journey, like you just have to appreciate, you know, this journey itself. It is an an amazing experience and you learn so much from it. For sure. Yeah, that's awesome. Okay, um, a few fun questions for you because I'm sure people are really admiring you at this point and wanting <laughs> to know more about your life. So uh, what's some good oh, advice okay. you've gotten recently? Okay, so this actually comes from my boyfriend. Um, he says – he told me, like, to have, like, a healthy mindset. And I think that's important because um, I actually live with depression. Um, I do talk about a bit about uh, mental health on my page. Mm-hmm. And it's because yeah. I, it's something that I do struggle with every day. Um, so it's, yeah, it's not easy to have a 
healthy mindset, especially when you live with depression, but it, it can be done. And there are ways to do that. It's, you know, to think more positively, to write down things maybe on a phone or, you know, like to say out loud, like a couple things you're grateful for, for the day, if you're having a bad day. And that usually helps me, you know, feel a bit better. So I don't feel like the world is ending and crashing on me. <laughs> Just like, you know, climate change feels like sometimes. But yeah, it's to really think positively of like what you have, even if you're having a bad day, just to get yourself back on track, because sometimes it can be hard to keep positive. And of course, everyone has their downtimes, but it's important to get back on track and, you know, to live like with a healthy yeah, mind. For sure. That's good advice. I like that. Um, how about do you have somebody that you look up to as a role model? Oh, yeah, <laughs> I have so many that um, I guess one that sticks out particularly is um, Rachel Carson. I'm sure everyone knows who she is, but um, she spoke out about the dangerous side effects of pesticides and you know, like how they were being misused. So she was both like a marine biologist and a writer, mm-hmm. and she wrote that Silent Spring, which was on how dangerous the effects of pesticides are and how they're affecting the animals and humans as well. And I look up to her because she's an introvert mm-hmm. like myself, but that didn't stop her from speaking out on, you know, things that matter to her. Because it is hard for introverted people to um I guess speak their mind especially in front of people mm-hmm. so what she did was you know she went to press conferences and and she didn't care who was there she would just say what's on her mind and she would well since she's a scientist she would say the truth right even though like these big companies big pesticide companies are staring her like staring at her right in their face she she was still like courageous enough to do that and yeah, I can relate so much because I have a hard time like speaking up in front of a lot of people, especially in class. I've gotten better at that because honestly, because of this uh, journey. So yeah, she's definitely an inspiration. Mm, that's cool. I I don't know that I know her. So I'm glad that you told me about her because I'm really interested in like the pesticide stuff. Yeah. It's especially after doing, I did an interview with my friend Kelly who runs Teas for Bees and talking about like the bee population and so i've been really like all into the pesticide stuff since then learning about that and trying to figure out how we can reduce it so oh wow that's really cool yeah pesticides take a huge hit on the bee population so yeah yeah and bees are so important right for food and all this so So, absolutely yeah very cool okay what would you say is the most impactful book that you've read okay so besides silent spring which i talked about earlier um Uh which is by rachel carson um, this might be childish, but I would say like the Lorax. Like, I really Aww, like. Book- yeah. yeah, I'm sure everyone's read the Lorax, right? Yeah. <laughs> I know it's like a simple book, but I think that's what makes it so powerful. It's because it's you know easy for everyone to understand, even children, and it's so important to get this message to children that our consumeristic lifestyle is impacting the world, and we can't be just cutting down all these trees and mm-hmm. expecting you know, us to be happy and expecting the world to be a better place just because people are getting more things when, you know, nature is part of us. Like we are a part of nature. I know there's like a lot of separation where we say, oh, the environment, that sounds like something on the outside, something far away, but it's not because we are a part of the environment. It's our home. So I don't know. I just think that the message of the Lorax is very important. And also in (laughs) high school, um, every year, my physics teacher he would he would recite the entire book <laughs> to us at, at summer camp, <laughs> and like he recited it from memory. So I was like, "Wow!" Cool. 
and he put like a lot of effort into it and he's really passionate yeah so it's just always stuck out to me as something that I thought was like an important yeah. book an important lesson oh, for that's everyone really too. cool I like that do you have or have you listened to anything recently that you think everybody needs to hear like podcast TED talk anything like that well um I definitely know I'm going to be listening more to your podcast oh. like, <laughs> like you have like well from what I heard like about pesticides and you seem to have like a lot of good environmental related issues yeah. like interview wise yeah. and like I definitely would love to learn more so yeah, well, definitely, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah a couple are there mainly like um more documentaries and movies mm-hmm. that um a couple are I recently watched living downstream okay um I'm not sure it was in class so I don't know how other people would get it maybe okay. look it up I'm sure yeah. there's a way so it basically shows how we can't ignore like environmental pollution anymore because it's causing like so many detrimental health effects like cancer you know like skin issues like birth defects mm-hmm. and it's basically a documentary about this um lady who's she's a scientist and um she lived in an area that was downstream from a chemical factory okay and everyone in her family did have cancer but the thing is what she was like like i don't want to spoil too much but she also had cancer and she realized that it was because of the water she was drinking, right? Mm-hmm. She tested the water and, you know, she found out like, oh, it has like so much of this chemical and and this chemical does does cause cancer. And for some reason in their town, there was a high population of like people with like yeah. high cancer rates. And like people didn't realize, like she was saying how people didn't realize even doctors they didn't they didn't want to say like environment you know pollution causes cancer mm-hmm. when it does because like people didn't really know that it did but it's so true and she was saying how even in like you know breast milk which is supposed to be like the safest you know form of yeah. food for babies and stuff because people are ingesting chemicals through their water that we're drinking like it goes it's in our bodies and um, like our bodies, well, like depending if you produce breast milk, then it goes into your baby's right. food because your baby drinks that breast milk. And, you know, like you're passing on this like dangerous yeah. chemical in your body. So it was just saying it's more like an environmental health and yeah, totally. just really alarming to me <laughs> that that could happen because yeah, it affects every single one of us. Right. So, um, yeah, that's one of them. Um, and I think a great um, zero waste starter documentary would probably be um, plastic oceans okay i don't know if you've seen it but it's no, also on netflix yeah 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 it's a good one um it just talks about the issue of plastic and mm-hmm. it's really eye-opening because it of course it talks about like how it affects the animals and it was the first time where i saw you know birds uh stomach being cut open because like they're all dead so scientists were like seeing oh, what was wrong with them mm-hmm. and then when they're cut their stomachs open like a huge flood of plastic just came out mm. and it was just like wow and not only birds like whales yeah. like you know Ugh, yeah it's just it's painful to watch but it, yeah yeah mm. and also not just animals it's also <laughs> sorry i'm losing my voice but it's also the people i think it was in the philippines but i'm i could be wrong it was some small island right and the people there um, their island was piling up with trash and it wasn't just trash from them it was trash from all around the world like because the ocean is so connected it, you can basically think of it as one big ocean right and the currents are flowing and they you know it's it's also interconnected and they f- they flow like you know there's like different gyres in each ocean which are 
big trash islands basically Mm -hmm. and it just happened to be on this island where people lived Mm -hmm. and it was the like plastic was more abundant than trees on the island Mm -hmm. and that's how bad it was and they were instead of burning wood they were burning plastic and man (laughs) plastic it's already bad that we're drinking out of it and like you know how we ban bpas yeah from baby bottles right right? because it's so toxic now these people are burning plastic and to cook food and yeah, it's just totally. oh my gosh it's like so such a huge carcinogen and it's so yeah. bad for their lungs yeah and too if yes. you like eat any seafood like you are eating what they're eating and yeah. a lot of times it's plastic exactly and yeah because the fish are eating it yeah. you know and we eat fish and yeah mm-hmm. and all that mm-hmm. stuff so yeah it's bad and yeah. i talked about true cost before which talked about the fast fashion industry, which also on Netflix and how big companies mm-hmm. are like exploiting their workers and, you know, polluting the environment. So that's definitely mm-hmm. a big one to watch as well. Um, another one was me that I saw was okay. um, Forks Over Knives. I'm not vegan yet, but I'm slowly getting there. Um, there, right, yeah, yeah. there are a few reasons um, that it's important. They talks about the importance of cutting down on our meat consumption, which I do think is important. It is a huge polluter. The meat industry itself so it talks about a lot of the facts right. of that and it was also really eye-opening to see like the meat industry and like how it works and yeah just how much issues are really in it mm-hmm. but yeah so i think a few i don't know i always like kids movies <laughs> if you can tell that i think are environmental related and are like everyone can understand so i always think they're like helpful are movies like wally mm-hmm. i don't know if you've seen it but that's i haven't seen wally yeah. but i should yeah it's, it's it's such a good one and like moana you know the larks of course oh yeah yeah um hoot with the owl <laughs> they were saving the owl i remember reading the book as well so oh yeah and hayao miyazaki films like princess mononoke is one of the big environmental films um i recently oh, watched okay. it it just talks about the big themes of how like I guess industry and progress versus like environment and you know our health and things like that so mm-hmm. yeah they're all really good and I guess Wally like really talks about the future of our planet and how it'll right. look because it's basically a huge trash planet and robots are cleaning up after us and we have to seek refuge in space yeah so I mean and it seems like that could be reality at the rate we're going yeah so yeah it's, they're all good films to watch okay i have like a good list for like my next month of movie watching like i am <laughs> for a while <laughs> but i like the kids movies because after you watch the documentary then you have to watch something more happy afterwards that's what i was yeah and something more yeah then more like lighthearted yeah. in a way <laughs> i can't go to bed after just watching something depressing like that i'm like Can you watch, like an episode <laughs> for sure <laughs> like <laughs> uh, okay um how about do you have a brand or product that you're really liking lately yeah um i already talked about the toothpaste one so i guess i'll right. move on to the deodorant it, i got lucky it was the first and only one i've tried mm-hmm. and yeah, I really like it. It's um by Meow Meow Tweet. It's the baking oh. soda free one, and they also have the ones with baking soda in it. Okay. And I don't know, it's it comes in this glass jar, and the lid is like metal. So just basically like you know, well, make sure your armpits are clean, of course, and then like you put it on, and it it, it lasts pretty well throughout the day, and it smells nice. Mine was like mm-hmm. it's grapefruit scented, and I still have like a lot of it, and mm-hmm. I've had it for like a year, so. I mean, oh, it lasts awesome. a long time. So, yeah. Okay, that's 
Yeah, because I'm the one that I got most recently. I don't love, but I'm gonna use it oh. all to not be wasteful. <laughs> but but I do not. The texture is like really rough, Ooh. and so it almost kind of hurts to put on. Oh no! <laughs> yeah, this is cool. yeah. Yeah, it's, it takes a lot of experimentation sometimes with zero waste. Right. But when you find the right one, it's great for sure. Yes, absolutely. All right. So how can everybody connect with you if they wanna? follow you and get some zero waste living tips or if they want to ask you questions how can they find you great so the best way in us um as everyone knows like i've talked about it so many times already but i'm on instagram at zero waste cutie mm-hmm. yeah i basically have like a link tree where it takes you to like my podcast and sometimes i post like uh things on my website but all my posts they have like long in-depth okay. details on like either the product i'm talking about or, you know, the zero waste suggestion I'm giving, or sometimes I talk about mental health, sometimes I talk about LGBTQ rights, and, like, but it's mainly, it is mainly zero waste stuff, so if you want to, like, learn more about what zero waste swaps you want to take, yeah, just, you can also DM me on my Instagram, zero waste cutie, so, yeah, that's the main way. (laughs) Okay, awesome. Yes, lots of good ways to find you, so, um, I'll definitely post links to that and to every all the recommendations that you had for everybody. Um, but yeah, just thank you so much for taking the time to share with us. I think zero waste is such an important topic right now. And it's one that, you know, is getting more and more popular, but also that is going to require a lot more of us right. to change. And I mean, like there's so many easy ways to do it. So I love hearing all the tips but also like why why it's so important and why it's an immediate problem. So I just really appreciate you sharing that. Yeah, thank you so yeah. much. I mean, for having me on here. I know it took a long time to, you know, <laughs> actually get this going. But yes. yeah, I mean. No, that's okay. It was, it was great. It was, it was a great conversation. <laughs> <laughs> yes, totally. Well, thank you so much. Yeah, and I'll definitely be listening to your podcast as well. So I'm excited to well, learn. thanks. <laughs> yeah, I'm excited to learn from yours too. I'm gonna help you go back and listen to a few. So can't wait. So I'm curious, did you ever know that there were so many different types of waste? I will tell you that this is something that's relatively new to me. I did not know that food waste was such an issue and that simply by letting things in my fridge go to waste, I was causing harm to the environment. I will also tell you that I have never thought so much about the little things I put into my trash bin on a daily basis. It might feel like a burden to start thinking about these things, but it's so important. These different types of waste have such a harmful impact on our environment. And not just harmful, but serious and immediate. I saw this quote from President Obama and thought it was so fitting for what we're talking about. The quote read, We are the first generation to feel the effect of climate change and the last generation who can do something about it. Elizabeth was right. We are running out of time to make a difference. So this is something that does require our immediate attention. But that's not to be depressing. There are so many different ways that we can grow and have small impacts. I challenge you to start thinking on a daily basis about the little things you are throwing in the trash bin that maybe you could cut back on and reduce your waste on. Is there something else you could do with that item besides placing it in the trash? Is there a way to reuse it or recycle it or compost it? Or how can you avoid buying that item in the future so that you don't have to have any waste with it? I loved Elizabeth's message about how there is no judgment in this movement. This is a journey and it's all about helping each other grow. 
It's also not a privileged movement where we need to buy things to be zero waste. In fact, the heart of zero waste is reusing what we already have and reducing our consumption. So don't be fooled, this is not an expensive movement by any means. This is actually a very cost-effective way to live your life and to make an impact on the planet. As you heard, there are so many little simple changes that you can do, whether it's switching from tea bags to loose leaf tea, or switching the type of toothpaste or deodorant that you buy, or buying the ugly fruit at the store rather than the pretty perfect looking fruit. So many little changes, and if nothing else, I really, really hope that you do check out some of the Instagram accounts that we mentioned. You can also check out some hashtags. I've listed a bunch of great recommendations from both Elizabeth and I in the show notes. So please check those out because this way it takes a lot of the work out of it for you. You don't have to go seeking and doing your own research, but you'll just see as you're scrolling through little zero waste tips and hacks that you can start implementing in your own life. This has been so impactful for me and it's taught me a lot about how to reduce my footprint. So please make sure you check out some of those accounts and hashtags because it will help you to start making a difference in such an easy way. While you're checking out the show notes, also make sure you visit Elizabeth's Instagram page and my Instagram page because we would both love to connect with you. We'd love to hear from you. Give her some love, give her a shout out, and also don't forget to leave a rating or review on iTunes. And while you're over there, now you can subscribe to Elizabeth's show and start listening more about going zero waste. Once you're subscribed to the podcast, you will get all the latest episodes straight into your library. So make sure you do that and stay tuned for my next episode releasing in two weeks. I'm not going to tell you who it is, but I am going to tell you it has some relevance to Black History Month, which is this month, February, and the day it will come out will be the last day of the month. So I'm going to be celebrating Black History Month with this episode, and I can't wait to share it with you. I hope you learned a lot today. Make sure you go follow some zero waste accounts, connect with Elizabeth and I, start thinking about what you're putting into the garbage bin and how you can reduce that waste and keep seeking to get enlightened. Peace out. I'm